Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The First Lady of New York Radio, Joan Hamburg. Entertaining and informative. Talk Radio 77 WABC. I always love checking in with my pal, my former radio husband, the one and only Arthur Schwartz, the food maven. Arthur knows more about food and more about places and just tells you the real truth. And he's a really good cook and has spent a large part of his grown-up, his adult life in Italy, travels all over the place. And he and Bob, his partner, are like cruise mavens. If I ever want to know something about a cruise, I'll check in with the team and find out where they've been, where they're going, what ship is really great. And Arthur and I had a lot of adventures because in the old days, we would take our listeners traveling with us. And that really was an adventure of its own kind. And those were, well, I, we're not doing as much of that. Although, Arthur, you're still traveling a lot. And well, pretty I, I, much. I did, I, I did go somewhere last year, exactly a year ago. We took a misbegotten ship. <laughs> Is that well, the right word? Yes. Very uh, delicate. I'm proud. Say, no, we went. Let me say, you and I have mm-hmm. have have sailed on the best ships there are. It's true. Crystal Line, Regent Line, they really are fabulous. And um, I've also been on others that you have not, because I um, I was hired a number of times to be a cruise Please. lecturer mm-hmm. or. or food demonstrator. And so I've been on a couple of these really small cruise ships, um, Seaborn, for instance. How was anyway, that? Well, that was wonderful. Yeah. It was also years ago. So yeah. the, the, the Norwegian was because in the middle of COVID, when Bob and I thought we have to get out of here, um, we booked a Caribbean cruise, which I normally wouldn't do. I don't love, you know, the islands are not my kind of thing. But mm-hmm. it was a way, it, it was a ship with a nice spa, and it was a week long trip. What could be bad? No, good. So, yeah, you know, and I always say about sailing, cruising, it's not about the ports because, you know, you get to a port in the morning, you get off the ship. You walk around, you have lunch, and you go back to the ship. I mean, exactly. you don't really get to see a place. and But you get to decide if you, maybe you want to go back, which, by the way, on my first introduction to Barcelona was on a on a ship, but I've been back because I love the place. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we, we, built, we booked this cruise, and everybody urged us to cancel because of COVID. And so we did. Two weeks before the cruise, we said we can't go. And uh, we got a... a, a a, um, a credit. Two weeks go by, and the cruise ship line, the Norwegian line, canceled the cruise, and anybody who had not already canceled got it a was refund. Canceled, yeah. They got a refund, and we only got a credit. 
Aha. Uh-huh. So we ended up having this big credit that we had to use by the end of the year. And so we booked a Norwegian, uh, what do you call it, when they go from one side of the Atlantic to the other? I never remember the name. Well, the word. Um, anyway, Transatlantic. Well, no, no, no it, it's they, this is a ship that was not made for transatlantic, uh-huh. the Norwegian, whatever we were on. These ships are made for cruising, and, and they really are designed differently. And, in fact, even though we were sailing in the spring last year, this Norwegian ship made so much noise crossing the Atlantic that my neighbors in the next cabin thought there were dogs on board barking in the middle of the night. Oh, God. <laughs> and when I said, no, sir, I think... I think that was just the noise of the ship. He, his yeah. wife said, I told you so. It was so noisy. But we've been on the Queen Mary for three three times, and that's where we're going again. The only thing that was wrong with Norwegian were the people who were on the ship. The ship itself was nice. But anyway, now we're okay, going on the Queen Mary. And you like that. I don't one. want to get on a plane, Joan. I, and so, just for your anxiety or just the mess at the airports? The mess of the airports and coming home last year by plane was not only a disaster emotionally, but my after that, my sciatica was terrible for a month because of the strain on my back and blah, blah, blah. So um, I don't want to – I don't know. It's just such a hassle. Right. And the Queen Mary docks 15 minutes from my house. I know. That's so lucky. and it's to the ship. And that's it. Uh, 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 six days later, we're in Southampton. Mm-hmm. We're going to get picked up by a car and driver that takes us to Bath, where we're going to be uh, uh, stationed for four days and use Bath as a jumping off point for a couple other places like Cardiff we want to see. Um, you know, I'm going to go to Cardiff, have have some uh, Welsh rare bit for lunch and come back. <laughs> and- is that a common anyway, we'll trip? 10 days, 10 days in England, yeah. and then we come back on the ship. But is and that I, a calm trip? The waters calm. are generally calm? The, the, listen, we're crossing, you mean the, the cross-Atlantic thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's not that it's, well, at the end of August when we're going, it will be calm. Uh-huh. The, the, the ocean will be about as calm as it gets. But... Um, the Queen Mary was built for transatlantic crossings, so it's it's a diff, literally a different Better. design of a ship. Uh-huh. It doesn't look like a cruise ship. It's got a pointy hull. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know the differences really, but I do know that it, it, it's very comfortable because I've been on the ship three times. Right, now, so I know great. what to expect, which is which is to, that that the main dining room is not the place to eat. Mm-hmm. Although once in a while, maybe they're having some special. But they have other e- eating venues, including a very nice pub. It's English, after all. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a nice spa, tea in the afternoon, very good lectures and entertainment. Nice. And so the, uh, a week goes by very quickly. No, it sounds great. And it's relaxing, it sounds. And as Bob keeps telling people, and Arthur won't have to cook every day. Yeah, but you know what? That's a break, even though you're a great cook and you don't no, mind you know it. What? I need a break like, like today, I even need a break. But actually, I'm Why are you time. having company? No, even if we don't have company. Listen, I, this is something I only realized in the last few years when what? I tried to do other things with my time, that I already have something that I do well that is a craft and that does take my mind out of 
out of the whatever moment, <laughs> out of the moment yes. and that's cooking so i like to cook but then again and but you know i don't love to clean up and i'm a messy cook meaning i, I use a mm. lot of pots i try not to but what can i do bob is very very good about helping with that but still I, I, and also, I, as my mother always said, I like somebody to carry the food to the table, and I don't have to do the dishes. That's so. <laughs> it, it's not necessarily that the food is going to be better. No. Um, but there are some things that I am getting. You know, we live in Brooklyn, and you can get sort of almost anything you want. But um, what I just discovered was a new fish and chips place. Well, it's not actually new. Uh, I talked to the owner when we went because uh, he has a very nice counter uh, in the front and in the back there's a garden. What people don't realize about Brooklyn is that so many restaurants have gardens in the back. So it's a really nice uh, feature of Brooklyn restaurants. Anyway, this place, he, he told me he has two food trucks but and he was getting a third and he needed a place to do all the prep for the food trucks. He ended up at this location, which is not a very Nobody would walk by this place, but Uh he didn't care because he was only using it as a kitchen. So he put in this kitchen. He realized, well, we could we could we could also have a little restaurant. But on Thursdays, I'm sorry, on Friday and Saturday, um, he's not Jamaican or even Caribbean for that matter. But he he has a smoker outside in front of the restaurant, and he's going to be making jerk chicken on Fridays and Saturdays. That's nice. yeah, like with that. a real smoker. It's not just grilled. So we have a number of places that sell jerk chicken, of course. But this is the Caribbean real thing. Population, but uh, uh, most of the Jamaican places are just grills. The real deal is a smoke thing, and he's got smoke. So that's something to look forward to eating. <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds and, good. Uh, and Joan, I don't have to go to Katz's downtown anymore for pastrami. Where do you go? We have we well, it's a new place in Flat, what I call Flatbush, um, because I grew up in Flatbush. But what is these days called the Prospect Lefferts Gardens Historic uh, Community or whatever? It literally is a landmark neighborhood now. From Flatbush Avenue, it's it's Flatbush Avenue just south of the Botanic Gardens in Prospect Park. So I always give this as a landmark, the Bond Bread Factory. But anybody who grew up in Brooklyn knows, that. knows what that is. But it, it was it was the competitor to Wonder Bread, you know, sliced white bread. Mm. And we had this big, big uh, Bond Bakery right south of Prospect Park. And the building is still there. It may be landmarked. It has a lot of different businesses in it now, but it has a big tower. With, uh, and I still think of it as the Bond Bread Factory. So you go down maybe two more blocks, some of the best streets in Brooklyn, Prospect Leopards Gardens. In fact, you could do – I know there are tours of it, including house tours, but there are some big mansions with big gardens around them in there, as well as beautiful um, Edwardian-era uh, townhouses uh, uh, that sell for millions of dollars these days. And tree-lined streets, beautiful. But right on Flappish Avenue is a place called Moe's, M-O apostrophe S, Moe's Pastrami and Burgers. Moe is, uh, we all know, short for Muhammad. Uh-huh. So this is, listen to this, it's brisket, pastrami, and corned beef are the main events here. It's not a delicatessen. That's all they have in salads and burgers. 
And um, it's halal meat. It is sensational meat. The, the pastrami is nicely smoked, lots mm. of coriander, just fatty enough. Same with the corned beef. Well, you know, no, no, no right. seasoning. But anyway, and it's owned by a, a Yemeni man whose name is Mustafa, but he has two sons who are both Mo's. The, the eldest son in a, in a Muslim family is often named Muhammad. So his oldest son is Muhammad. Uh, anyway, there, he has a lot of sons. They were all off from school on Monday when I went. And so the place had his five sons, aging, ranging in age from, I don't know, twenty young 20s down to 11. Um, and anyway. it was delicious? No, we've been there many times at this point. It's very delicious. Bob gets the brisket. Mm-hmm. Which comes with some dunking juices, you know, like a French dip. Right, I love that. Um, I get the I get a pastrami sandwich. We took a friend of ours who's uh, a lifelong Brooklynite himself. He really, even though not Jewish, he really appreciated this. He got it, um, and we just think it's. And by the way, so the, there's a very famous place called David's Brisket um, in Bed Stuy on Nostrand Avenue. And we always say it's you know it's such a Brooklyn thing because it's a Yemeni family making Jewish food in a black neighborhood. So funny uh, and yeah. very busy. It's still there, and just because we happened, long story. But we ended up there. I don't know a couple months ago, and uh, it was very disappointing after years of it being terrific. And then literally the day after it was disappointing, one of my neighbors told me about Mo's, and he said, "Oh, we." Mo is the, the owner, whose real name is Mustafa. Uh, Mo is um, was was part of the the, the David's brisket business, um, and he, but he left and he's on his own now with his sons. So we went, and it's like so, the old David's and brisket. It was, and the quality is really really great. high. So I know you how have great. a good was it busy? Delicatessen near you, but there, there's almost nothing. We have a couple left in Brooklyn. What? I said we it's have a couple thing. of. Um, yeah, you have a couple of good delis, but it's yeah. hard. You remember the old well, days; my, every neighborhood had a good deli. That's right, and even when years ago when we moved in here, there were practically delis on every corner. But yeah. that's changed. My husband loves. I'm not a big delicatessen person, but oh my gosh, his favorite what corned beef love? and pastrami. Um, Boring, fresh cut turkey sandwiches. Well, this place on is really strictly, good rye bread, corned beef pastrami, and they do make a Reuben sandwich. And in fact, I'm not a corned beef guy; I'm a pastrami guy. But um, you know, Shana, uh, do you know you know Roseanne? You know Roseanne, of course. Roseanne and Michael yes, have a daughter named Shana. Shana's blossomed uh-huh. into a fabulous woman, um, and she adores corned beef because she has some nostalgia for corned beef. So I didn't mm. want to take her to this place until I was sure the corn beef was good. So I went and had a, right. a Reuben sandwich. It was the best Reuben sandwich I've had in years because most of these places that make Reuben's, they totally overdo it. This is just the right amount of everything. Um, anyway, it was really good corn beef. So we took Shane and she agreed this is really good corn beef. She loved right. it. That's good. Usually I cook. And is it. your friend, yeah, I was going to say, is she a good eater like her family? I would not say that Roseanne is a good eater. Um, She's not. Uh, 
I would say that Shana is a great eater. <laughs> she's a great appreciator of food. Um, yes, oh, yeah, and that's good. Cook a little, but she lives. She lives in an incredibly chic studio apartment with a really beautiful little kitchen. But she confesses she doesn't really cook. By the way, she just got her master's degree, so she's been pretty busy. In uh, um, early childhood and special ed from the Bank Street School, you know, good really good her. school. Good for her. Yeah, it's great school. Good for her. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which well, is great. So it's a lot of work. You forget how much it work is. school is. I yeah. know. But let me ask you, when you cook like you do almost every day, do you yeah. plan menus or is it spur of the moment? No, you got to do some planning. I mean, I, I knew I want, I plan around what I'm buying, I guess. I, I, I must say I'm mm -hmm. a very good shopper. Um, and recently, like a few days ago, what, what's it, Thursday? So it must have been Monday. Um, they had these – by the way, I, I'm buying a lot of out-of-season quotes. I'm putting that, out-of-season produce because, you know, we get things from all over. And someplace all over, it's going to be good. And I always trust Mexican uh, peppers. And the other day, there were uh -huh. these beautiful red peppers from Mexico, $1.99 a pound. So I bought a bunch, and I roasted them off, and I was going to eat. We actually have a, a, a few pieces left that we have for lunch today. I don't know what I'll do with it. But um, I wanted to make – so that encouraged me to make um, a Roman-style chicken cacciatore. So that's what I, we had for, for dinner last that night. sounds good. Usually, those are the kind of things we have at lunch. And then we eat something super mm -hmm. light at dinner. It's, and Bob, that's a good idea. Probably eating yogurt or cottage cheese with a banana for dinner. So that makes and, my but life. But is that good enough? Does that make you happy, or you need something more? Oh, I, I you know, whatever. I mean, sometimes there are leftovers I'll heat up or some. I, I, you know what? If I've had a big meal at lunch, I mainly just want fruit at night. Truthfully. Uh -huh. So we eat a lot of fruit around here. Um, like so, but what's in it. season now? So yeah, I mean, what's in season? Berries. I, I yeah. strawberries are almost always disappointing to me lately. So I haven't been buying strawberries. There've been some very good grapes from Chile. Um, what else? Uh, cantaloupe is starting to come in from I don't know where. Yeah. Where? We have watermelon, but not good. I don't know. No, I bought, I bought a watermelon. watermelon the other day. It was excellent, I've got to say. Bob yeah, thought it mine was wasn't little... good. Oh, well, you know, it's not watermelon season yet, but, you no, know, it, it, it's a tough season for fruit. I've been eating more asparagus, a lot, a lot of asparagus. I must say yeah, asparagus. well, they're local. They've been very good, and even at my fancy grocery store around the corner, like the overpriced store, they were only three ninety nine uh, a pound. So that's not too bad. And so we eat a lot of asparagus. And truthfully, I don't have to do I don't do much with them. Last night I dolled them up with a tiny bit of butter and salt, but mm -hmm. that's it. Don't need no, much. I love asparagus. I, I, and... them, I boil them. I. Uh, I, you know, I was into roasting them in, in the past, but not so much this year. Do you Mainly eat fish at all? Just for a few asparagus. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, but do you eat fish or 
What, what's your food of choice, your protein well, of choice? Well, you know, we eat everything, and we do eat mm-hmm. fish. I'm, I tend to uh, uh, I make to, you know we love tomato sauce around here, mm-hmm. so um, I, I, I'll make a tomato sauce and then cook some cod in it. And if I want to doll it up, I'll put in some cut up olives, capers. I always have these in the house: olives, capers. I don't add anchovy except on rare occasion. I will, but Bob doesn't love it, and he's he can detect it even if I'm only putting in a small anchovy. But I do get away with it in my uh, Caesar dressing. No, I I do use anchovy fillets in my Caesar dressing, Mm -hmm. and he doesn't complain. You know what? I'm 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 always looking for a little project. and I think I'm going to start making some fresh pasta, Joan. I haven't done this in years. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah, I made some a couple of weeks ago um, following uh, a formula, I forget from whom. It wasn't good. Uh, it was okay. I mean, I, 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 for myself, I rolled it out and I, um, uh, I, I boiled it and ate it with some soup. It was okay. But... Um, I really, I'm going to do this. It's not a big deal after all. I used to do it all the time. And um, it is better than anything you can buy. Yeah, homemade, I'm sure. My neighbor, who I adore, said to me the other day, well, why? You can buy raffettos. But you know, I used to love raffettos, but now raffettos seems too thick for me. So, because now you're spoiled, you're used to the homemade. Well, I don't know. You know, I use... Dry pasta. We don't. I, we don't eat much fresh pasta at all. Mm-hmm. And when I want to make Jewish pasta, <laughs> like you know, noodles, I, there's a brand that I swear by, Not and I go out of my way to get. Um, I think it's only sold in kosher supermarkets, and it's Kaimach, K-E-I-M-A-C-H is the brand, and they're called Hamish and Noodles, and they have wide ones, narrow ones. Uh, the fine egg noodles that I put into soup, and they also make very good bow ties. So if mm-hmm. I make kasha varnishes, which I do love and I do make, I use, you use that. Yeah. So I they, the, the, I have to go all the way to Midwood. It's a 20-minute drive um, to the pomegranate supermarket, which is the largest kosher supermarket in the world even larger than anything in Israel, mm. I'm told. And what do you get? You get the noodles? I, noodles. <laughs> you get the I noodles. stock up on the noodles. I, I, mm. You know, I buy some other things too. But not, 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 you know what they have that's very tempting, and I do sometimes buy these things. But this supermarket caters to many different ethnic groups. They all happen to be kosher, Jews, but, you know, from different places. And so they sell pastry dough and wonton wrappers and all kinds of dogs frozen to cater to all these communities. Um, And then they do have some frozen foods that are, you know, like frozen Sephardic appetizers. That sounds good. They have prepared foods. I don't buy their prepared foods, although years ago I used to buy, I haven't in a long time, I used to buy um, some of the salads that they had pre-packed, but Mm -hmm. I don't anymore anyway. And I used to buy well, what when I would make today. I'm, yeah, I'm, what? I'm craving carbonara. So, 
unless Bob keeps me away from it for one reason or another, I'm gonna have when I get off with you, I'm gonna have to go do dice up my guanciale. I bought some beautiful you know what guanciale is? Tell me. Pork cheeks. Pork jowls as they say in the South. And what are but they in Italy, look like? In Italy it's cured like pancetta is cured. Uh-huh. And and it's a it's a fatty, gelatinous thing, pork jowls. And so you you know, you just cut it up however you want and, and you render out a lot of the fat and that's the base for your carbonara. Mm. Doesn't it sound good? It, it <laughs> sounds very serious, like really good. Yeah, well, but you know, carbonara a... is a very easy thing in theory, but not all that easy in practice because it's raw egg that you're cooking just with the heat of the pasta and the fat from the whatever you're rendering, either bacon or guanciale, that pancetto, mm-hmm. guanciale, or even in the old days when you couldn't buy those products, I used to make with American bacon. Um, so you, you, the, the eggs will curdle and become scrambled eggs if you're not careful. But it's all it is, is whatever pork product you can use, bacon or guanciale, and um, egg and cheese and salt and pepper. You probably don't that's even need it. Mm. Pardon me? I said that doesn't sound that complicated. No, it's not complicated. It's just you got to get the knack of – there are several ways to do this, and I'm noticing lately because I, – I, are you on TikTok, Joan? I, I'm not exactly on it, but I know I don't it. you yourself posting anything, but do you look at No, TikTok? I don't. I don't post a lot. I post things for work on all these sites, but no, I don't not personal. I don't post but I watch it because uh, it's both entertaining and educational. Um, so, uh, and this is huge amount of cooking stuff, better cooking demonstrations and lessons and video than there is on any food, uh, TV. Now I'll um, have to go back for it. You know what I wanted to ask you is Sunset Park still filled with Chinese restaurants and shops and yes, yes. Chinatown. Sure. I mean, Sunset I Park is that. funny because. Uh, uh, the the upper parts of Sunset Park are are Chinese mainly, and the lower parts, me because it's on a hill, um, uh, are, are Mexican. And there are a few blocks there where like the Mexicans meet the Chinese. <laughs> so there are a lot of Mexican restaurants in Sunset Park along Fourth Avenue, Fifth Avenue. But then when you get to Seventh and Eighth Avenue, it's Chinese, hmm. and very good. Let me say, it's a middle class Chinese neighborhood. So, of course, the food uh, resources good. are going to be, be so, terrific. So, Arthur, when you make a, a serious lunch like you're thinking of making now. Well, carbonara is not a serious lunch. No, it would be no. for me. But, okay, so well, no, you'll make something like that, delicious, homemade. And, and then and a, so you'll sit down, you'll set the table, You, you no standing up and... No, like no, no. Like grabbing no, lunch. No. It's a real lunch. Lunch, I would say 90% of the time, we eat lunch in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. You know, I have, a, I have a table for two in front of windows. We have beautiful view out our windows, the gardens, as well as the Montauk Club, which is beautiful. Right. Um, and we'll eat in the kitchen. Uh, dinner, 
you know, if we t- last night we actually had a big dinner and we did eat it in the bedroom, but usually I don't like to eat sloppy food in the bedroom. Right. Uh, What'd you but, make? But if it's, well, that was the cacciatore with the peppers. Okay. Um, so, uh, and, the, and asparagus, that's what we had for dinner. And I didn't make any starch, but we had some really, really good bread. So we did a little dunking because we had good mm-hmm. sauce to dunk mm, into. Sounds pretty good. It was, it was. I have to say it was delicious and uh, enough for Bob to wake up this morning and say, that was a really good dinner last night. <laughs> <laughs> he's a lucky guy. But, I know. Yeah, I love to hear it. I don't know what he's going to get today. Tomorrow, I, don't, I told you tomorrow we're going to go try that jerk chicken. <laughs> yeah, let me know. Uh, it know. sounds you know, we, delicious. We belong to the Montauk Club now. Uh-huh. And although we do not have good food service at the Montauk Club, we have some food service. And uh, the young cook over there makes good hamburgers. So I think, in fact, we're going to go to the club tonight and eat burgers. Right. Uh, Sounds good uh, to me. Pardon me? I said it all sounds good to me. Thank you, Arthur. I love catching up. Crystal is going to do this. Crystal, Her name is Crystal. And she's very, very sweet. Can't say she's the best cook in the world. I, she doesn't try. She she doesn't hasn't gone beyond what she's calling little plates. Um, and I keep you know encouraging her to maybe make a baked pasta or something. Nice. Um, you know, baked pasta is underrated. If I'm What's having your... a, if I was having, I don't anymore. But if I was having a lot of people, I would make a, a big thing of baked pasta. It doesn't like, have to be lasagna. What would it be? Monacot. Pardon me? Would you make manicotti? Um, no, I make manicotti. I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I have to say I wouldn't. I do make, and this is actually is manicotti, I do make crepes. I do love to make a tray full of filled crepes with some kind of sauce. That's another thing that you could stick in the oven at the last minute. But, um, no, I saw, I saw somebody do something... Uh, yesterday on TikTok that I may try. She stuffed, this woman stuffed her shells with just a piece of mozzarella. No, and then ma- no ricotta. No ricotta. Well, I mean, you could add ricotta too, mm-hmm. but that's already getting elaborate, isn't it? I mean, stuffing shells with ricotta is a job. Stuffing mm-hmm. shells with a piece of mozzarella is less of a job. Yeah. And I'm all for less work. Also, I'm also for fewer ingredients. I have to say that now, I was just discussing this with Roseanne the other day, is that we're not interested in fancy food. As you get older, you want to edit out a lot of stuff. And that's like I said, with asparagus, we eat them just plain. Who right. needs the sauce? And they're so good. And I tell you, know, you good. even when asparagus are expensive, they're not expensive. Think about it. I mean, at three ninety nine a pound, there was really enough asparagus there in pound to make for three people. So we're talking a little over a dollar for you go to a restaurant, you're gonna get six beers of asparagus with some vinaigrette. Like gold. Perfect. <laughs> anyway, Arthur, I love catching up with you. Say hello oh, to Bob yeah. and you're making me really hungry. All right, well let's let's do this again before we go to England. too old to talk. Have okay. you been to Bath? Yes. And I've it's I love your trip. You're going to really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I think I like my trip too. It sounds like a terrific trip. Well, I'll talk to you. I hope London because every time I've been to England, that's where I go is London. 
Tell and I never this get to see the rest of the country, so that's what we're doing this time. And it's and it's really you're going to enjoy the scenery. All right, Come I'll check in with you. Us. By wish. the way, I have to say, if anybody is interested in in this kind of not getting on a plane, we lucked out because the Queen Mary is going from England when we get dropped off up to the fjords in Norway and then mm. back, and that's how we ended up with the ten days in between the two sailings. Normally, the Queen Mary goes to Southampton in England, not, not Long Island, and um, and then immediately turns around and comes back to New York. But it's, so it's a nice ship, and it's a good line, and it's right here in Brooklyn. It's perfect. Yeah. All right, my dear, I'm going right, to talk to you. Bef- you always. You too, honey. I'm going to talk to you before you go. Bye. Say my love. Bye-bye. The one and only Arthur Schwartz. Okay, everyone. I'm Joan Hamburg. I love hearing about his foodie life and what he cooks and what he does. And boy, I've known him a really long time. And I love being with all of you. I did something so great the other night. I went with my good friend Maxine to Carnegie Hall where Renee Fleming, who's probably one of the most famous singers of all our time, was performing there. Do you know Renee? She's extraordinary. Five Grammys, the U.S. National Medal of Arts. She has just been singing at major occasions, Nobel Peace Prize ceremony, And it goes on and on. She even sang at the Super Bowl, the Star Spangled Banner. And beautiful, incredibly gifted. Carnegie Hall was packed. And also a famous pianist, Evgeny Kissin. And he is too absolutely amazing. One of the most popular, famous, gifted classical pianists of his generation, and he's been working with the greatest orchestras all over the world, and it's special. We had a really extraordinary evening, and what's more beautiful than Carnegie Hall? You know, you forget. Every time I go there, it's like I'm overwhelmed by how fabulous it looks and how great the acoustics are. Anyway, a special evening enjoying special talent, a packed house full of appreciative people who are so grateful to be there. And we're all grateful that we live in one of the greatest cities in the world or live near enough to take advantage of all the good things. So relax, enjoy, much more coming. I'm Joan Hamburg.